I'm Kelly Harrell, author, animist, and creator of The Weekly Rune. Solentent Arts is my soul-tending practice, and you're listening to What in the Weird, my podcast in which I talk about runes, actionable animism, soul-tending, and how all of those intersect through sacred activism on my path. The Weekly Rune is out, and if you're not sure what it is, it's a runecast that I've done for years, focused on the runic calendar and the current half-month rune. The Weekly Rune is now available in full on Patreon.com. Just do a search for Kelly Harrell to find it, and you can find the archive of all past runecasts on my site, soulintentarts.com. If you're not sure what a half-month is or what the runic calendar is, Listen to the early episodes of What in the Weird, or just go read the weekly rune. It's explained fully at the beginning of every runecast. Thank you to everyone who listens to the podcast, to those who send notes and share their experiences of the runes. That's what it's all about, and I'm grateful for the engagement. I also want to thank my Patreon supporters who make the sharing of my rune work through the podcast and the RuneCast possible with their financial support. If you've benefited from the RuneCast, the podcast, or the ton of free articles on the runes, animism, and soul tending on my website, you can show your support through buying my books, which you can find at soulintentarts.com or Amazon, by making a one-time contribution through PayPal or Square, or by contributing regularly through Patreon. Just go to patreon.com and search for Kelly Harrell. You can also subscribe to the paid version of the Weekly Rune there, and thank you for it. This week's episode on Ewas is a revisit from last year's seasonal exploration of that half month. I made a commitment at the turn of the runic cycle to cover every half month with at least one episode, and the only way I can uphold that commitment for now is to give a basic blessing of the rune with this little nod. I'm tapped every day right now with the tech support that I do during the day, holding space with my family in isolation, and holding sacred space for my communities the rest of the time. If you'd like to participate in these sacred space events, you can join Patreon to get that information. This Friday, we're going to have a live session Um, talking about basic death walking, why we do it, and techniques for how to do it. You can get that information at patreon.com slash kellyharrell or go to my website and follow the trail of Patreon information crumbs. So yes, in the spirit of Upside Down, the image for this week's rune doesn't match the rune cast. And I don't have the spoons to do anything about it, to be honest. Kudos to Lee and Freya Oswin for catching that wink emoji. And I'll produce new shows as I'm able, where you can work the runes into the tools that help you stay grounded right now. They can handle it. They've seen this shit before. You're all in my thoughts, really. I know it's all very difficult right now, and we're all flailing with our skills and boundaries. It is a normal reaction for what's happening right now. Be kind to yourself 
and as much as you can to others. Feel free to shoot me a message if you need help with it. Take care. Our time with Ewas this week is further refined by the runes around it. We've been talking at length in the last few episodes about Ewas not being so much the rune of shamanic journeying, as many people say, but more of a birthright we're all entitled to, which is animism. If you're not sure what animism is or you want to understand what it looks like lived, listen to everyday animism. That was really hard to say. Understand what it looks like lived, listen to everyday animism, which is a podcast that I co-host with Janet Roper and Brandis Schnabel. Last week in Everyday Animism, we continued my thoughts from the last episode of What in the Weird, in which I talked about Ewa's indicating we need to realize when we're continuing to break the path. In short, animism is the observation that everything is alive and has agency, and that we're all connected in and by that experience. Animism came before shamanism. If there is an original religion, it's animism. So when I'm talking about Ewas is the rune of animism, not shamanism, that's what I'm getting at. So yes, there can emerge a leadership role that places one in service to community, which is a shamanic spiritual leader role. I have issues with that word. That's been a whole evolution of the last 20 some years of my life. Go read about it on my website. But we're all animists. We were all born animists. And historically, we all started out as animists. And most of us within earshot of this podcast are broken from its path. I want to go back to this a little before I push further into this episode. The broken path is this idea in modern shamanic communities that many of us weren't raised in the traditions of our ancestors. Whatever their long-honed paths of spiritual ritual, practice, experience, on a broken or orphaned path, we don't have the teachings or blessings of our ancestral spiritual leaders. And that may be for a number of reasons. We were removed from our ancestral lands. Those who carried our ancestral spiritual traditions were killed off. We killed off our own ethnic spiritual traditions to stay alive under a new regime. However you look at the total obliteration of ancient spiritual paths, it's not a happy segue. What happens in lieu of folks having an intact ancestral spiritual path is also usually not a happy segue. That's the point that we pick up the spiritual paths of other people, which could be cultural appreciation. It could be cultural appropriation. There can be dynamics of blessings in that kind of exchange, but of course we all know what most often happens is appropriation, which changes the practice. It not just harms the group, whose practice is being taken, it changes the practice itself and further reinforces a broken path. Maybe two. And that was the crux of the last episode. The things that we do continue breaking the path of animism. This week's cast, I want to give some more specific insight into one thing we do wrong and something that we can do toward healing 
that cycle. If you haven't read the Runecast for this week, foremost do, or most of what I'm about to say isn't going to make a lot of sense. Soulintentarts.com, there you will find it. So we've talked about Elwaz, and the framing runes this week are, are just peaches. They really couldn't speak any more clearly or emphatically about what's at stake for us spiritually, like on the planet right now. We have Manaz reversed as the rune giving insight into the half month of Elwaz. Again, go listen to the last few episodes of What in the Weird and listen to the one on reversals so that you understand where I'm going with this. Um, and the whole reversals thing, again, whole other episode, do them, don't do them, different circus, feel free to email me. This week we're working with Manaz Reversed as the modifier, because I think of everything in terms of language and syntax. And what Manaz Reversed is saying that we do to Ewas, like how, how are we good animists? And it's saying the best way that we can accomplish that this week is done alone. And it seems kind of weird, right? Like if we're all connected as animists, how are we doing this alone? Because if animism means we're all connected, there's no divide, everything is sacred, how are we ever alone? Well, do you talk over dessert about what the microwave said? Do you go to your local environmental commission and tell them that the Loblolly Pine Spirit has said it's leaving for good? Do you speak up in your run-of-the-mill pagan groups and express that the bias and whitewashing over a lot of the dialogue and subject matter there isn't just in contrast to that path's philosophies, but it's directly harmful to indigenous and people of color? You probably don't. Because one, you'd get ostracized from your social groups, and two, you'd probably end up divorced. Am I wrong? When we start to thread the needle that our biases around all components of animism, the life force of inanimate objects, nature spirits, and oppressed people, the agency of all of these groups that, that tend to be the things about animism that are prickly for people. When we start to realize that they're all connected, they're all part of the same subject, we realize we have to start at home in unraveling our attitudes and biases towards those. We have to start inside, and that is alone. That is Manaz reversed. We have to be internal, investigating and owning our own contradictions around whether we really do believe the spiritual philosophies that we tell ourselves. Because if we do believe them, if we really are animists, and we experience animism as true in our lives, then we have to live those truths. We have to live those spiritual philosophies. They have to be done. They have to be real. They have to become part of our dialogue and our platform of engagement. And that means they have to be part of our calling. So Manas Reversed is telling us that we probably aren't going to have support in being an everyday animist. And, and we may not even be clear on what it means to us to be an everyday animist in how we live, how we present and conduct ourselves with others. And we have to find alignment with that. We have to, because if we don't, we're perpetuating the break. We can't sit here and say our ancestors broke it. 
our ancestors bore the brunt of it being broken. Our ancestors made it harder for us. But what are we doing differently? And Ansu's, ouch. Ansu's means soothsayer. It, it means the sacred breath that enlivens us all, which in the northern context is Odin. We all share that breath. We're all responsible for deciding what we do with it. When we look at Ansu's that way, the meaning refines from merely meaning divine breath. That's all good and well, like greeting card crap, right? It means that we have to do something worthy of breathing it. We have to use it not just to tell our personal truths, but to speak out in places that need a voice. See it, say it. That's the motto of Ansu's. And I don't mean virtue signaling or being performative or interrupting the platform of others who are better suited to speak on specific topics. You can speak your truth by elevating somebody else. You can speak your truth and still listen. In fact, if you can't listen, how do you know what your truth is? Ultimately, the rune cast this week is referencing fragility and our responsibility to get skills. We've gone over that whole process in the episodes that cover Hagalaz, Naldis, and Issa. Go back to those if you need a refresher, but do go back and get the skills. Work with those runes if you need their support in sharpening your skills. Because a lack of skills is no excuse. And speaking your truth without skills isn't Ewa's. It isn't animism. Thanks for listening. If you have questions or insights about working with the runes in season, or you just want somebody to bounce your ideas off, feel free to email me at kelly, that's K-E-L-L-E-Y, at solentinarts.com, or you can call into the Anchor app, which you can download for Android or iPhone. Also, check out earlier episodes by downloading them from Google Play or iTunes and various other podcast platforms. And you can learn more about me, Runic Book of Days, and my work by visiting solentinarts.com or on Instagram at Kelly Soul Arts. I'm Kelly, and this has been What in the Weird.